Good evening, ladies. How's it going? Good oh, evening. Splendid. Oh, splendid. It's one of those Mondays. Oh, one of those starts mm-hmm. of the week where mm-hmm. I'm. It's just one of those Mondays. That it's only the first day of the week. True. Hey, you know we had a we had a nice weekend. Oh we yeah, we got some good news. We got we oh got yeah some 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 all right news. So we're gonna yeah, it's gonna be okay. You know yeah, I don't have constant anxiety. I right. do. Mm-hmm. That's a lie. But uh, yeah. it's not quite as bad. <laughs> just realized I'm agreeing with everything you were saying. I was just going yeah yeah yes, yeah. Yeah, well, totally. I mean, uh, yeah, we're we're on the same page. We're vibing. I know. You know. I still have anxiety, quite honestly. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> just my person. But that's who yeah, I am. you're right. I need to take some breathing exercises. I realize because I'm like holding my breath a lot. Mm-hmm. I do that too. I clench my jaw. And yeah. I, I don't. Well, like, why am I not breathing? I you do, know, I find myself sometimes being like, because <gasps> I realize that I've just been like, <laughs> just just like holding my in. teeth. Yeah, I know. But you had a nice. Water. Water. Oh, God. Water. <laughs> <laughs> but you had a nice little getaway. You got some, oh, some yeah. fresh air. Guys, Santa Barbara is fantastic. Lovely. Everyone should go. All right. And then Quintessential I, yeah. Southern Cali. Am I right, folks? You're right. She's beautiful. And then I took a little pop on over to my uh, my old homeland of Los Angeles. It wasn't quite as nice, but, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> she never is. You know, well, there was a lot going on yeah. in, the, in the city that day. Yeah. So, and I had to keep in, indoors in my mm-hmm. hotel. You gotcha. Know, there was a whole parade down. Yeah, down a lot the happening. Street. They were they were going off. You know, they were. They were. Did you themselves. see it on the news? Oh yeah, yeah. The Trump rally that happened that was yeah. like going down the street. Yeah. Yeah. I was in the midst Gross. of it. It was my hotel Gross. was like on that street. Oof. Yeah. So stay indoors. I know. Good I went. Time. I like stupidly went by the Capitol yesterday and luckily like most everything had died down. But, you know, of course, there were people out there with megaphones that were like, the election was stolen. And I was like, uh, uh, OK, I'm going to keep driving. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're like, All right, sweaty. Listen, sweaty. But, you know, you should ever go to Los Angeles, too. Yeah. You know, it's great. Speaking I don't of, work on that. people really loved the music venues episode, and people really enjoyed the Avalon. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, I know that's they need. I, I they need to open back up. Quite they honestly, do. yeah. Just, I mean, you know what? Just do a, a live stream for us from the from the yes, venue. Yes, that's a good idea. Yeah. Well, you know, while things are still a little that unsafe. Would be cool. Yeah, the band. There you can go, Alyssa. We should send them. We should send them an email. They can. They can sell tickets for a live stream. Absolutely. Yes. I'm bring it back. The people want to see this haunted location. They do in, in the live. They do. Yeah. <sighs> one day. One, one day, day. One day. 
All right. Well, uh, let, let's get into it. It's it's late. We're recording a little later than usual. So uh, we'll get into it. We're the Golden Ghouls, Alyssa. Kylie. Emily. And it's time to get spooky. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. We're in it. We got an exciting app for the people. The 25th installment of Ghoul Talk. Wow. Oh, wow. Friends foes whoever's listening um <laughs> we're here <laughs> we made it but yeah what if, what if our foes were really listening i mean like every episode i love that for them they're just sitting there with their like fists <laughs> clenched and they're like these <laughs> bitches <laughs> these absolute <laughs> bitches <laughs> i mean they probably are who knows i don't know that's fantastic oh Hey, guys. All right. Well, uh, I can kick it off with someone okay. who I who I know is not a foe, is definitely a friend. This is our our bud, Matthew, who we we know and we love. And uh, yeah. So Matthew says, hello, ghouls. Wanted to start off saying I love your podcast. My fiance started listening when the pandemic started and I listened to a few with her. But I recently started from the beginning. Matthew binged the episodes like like crazy town USA binged them hard and I appreciate it very much we love that so Matthew says I have a few interesting stories for you some are short some are a little longer for a quick and short one after my dad passed away my mom moved to a smaller house while there one night I was partially awake I sleep with a fan on And while laying there, it felt like something or someone stopped in front of it. I couldn't feel the air hitting me anymore. It was that way for maybe 15 to 20 seconds. I wonder if it was him visiting me. I mean, I think that is a good theory. Dad, just Mm -hmm. stopping to check in. But also, you you know when something gets between you and a fan because it also like sounds a little bit different, too. Mm-hmm. So, that's a an interesting theory, but I I have a feeling it could be dad. So Matthew says this story is more recent. My fiance and I were walking our dogs as we were about to come up to our door on our way back. We heard a church bell. There's a church nearby with bells, but they always sound pretty distant. This one sounded like it was in our apartment complex, and it only rang once. At 9.08 p.m., which was an odd time. Yeah, because they usually ring, like, on the hour, right? Yeah, not, a, not eight minutes. Deep. Not eight minutes past, yeah. <laughs> After we were inside, getting ready for bed, our dogs were put up. I saw a white dog out of the corner of my eye on the couch. When I looked, hmm. nothing was there. I would have bet money it was our dog, Kia, but they were in their crates with their blankets on top. I told my fiance, who proceeded to tell me she thought I had let them out, because while doing dishes, she heard the crates open and the sounds of a dog coming out. So we might be haunted by a ghost dog, and let's (gasps) face it, it could be much worse. I would love a ghost dog. That's phenomenal. I I feel like you've been honored. Yes, that's a blessing. Truly. Ghost pets? I mean, come on. Can't get better than that. I'm trying to adopt a third dog right now, and it's a hard game out here, you know? Those Girl, rescues, call for them. 
Just call for them. Be like, like, hey, I welcome you into my home. Come on in. Set some treats out, you know, next to all the crevices. (laughs) You know? Yes. Get me a ghost doggy. that pooch in. Yes. I want one. I'll take any ghost dog at this point. So Matthew says, this one is more spooky, but not necessarily supernatural. When my step-siblings would be over at my mom's house when I was younger, we would play hide-and-go-seek in the dark. It was a townhouse with a basement, so we would play down there since it got pitch black. One time, I was a seeker. I should add, I'm afraid of the dark, but having people there, I was okay with it. While stumbling around looking, I bumped into a person, so naturally screamed out, Found you! But got no response. I got mad and turned on the lights real quick, and everyone was in their spots. While it's possible I did find someone, and they ran back to their spot, I should add that where they all hid, it would have been hard to get hidden in the time it took me to turn on the lights. Which brings the question, who or what did I bump into? Um, I don't want to know. That's an answer I don't want to know. Matthew, did you ask the team after it was done which fool ran from me when I touched you? Yeah, that's. <laughs> Cause did we do some investigative work afterwards? Right. Good right. cue. Yeah. Another one. This one involves my mom. She used to work at St. Francis Hospital in Beach Grove, Indiana. She moved to a different location for her department, but still knew people there. There was a security guard that had a crush on her, so when she found out the closed-down section of the hospital was getting torn down, she flirted back to have him let us in and ghost hunt. Hell yes, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) While there, we asked questions, but didn't get any responses. There was a hallway that had a chain on the double doors, and I was able to fit in between the little opening. There was a bed back there, but the doors were locked. Creeped out being alone, I left that area. Later on, out of the corner of my eye, I saw what looked like a very tall man go from laying on the bed with his feet off to sitting upright. I looked quickly, but nothing was there. Mm. Hmm. See, that's that's the kind of ghost I don't want to see in my location. I don't want a tall ghost man. No, no tall, no tall ghost man. I don't want a tall ghost man. Like, I don't mind a child, you know, I don't mind a medium height ghost person, but do not. (laughs) What about Chorai? Yeah, you know, (laughs) just don't come at me six, seven, and up. Okay. That's crazy. Thank you for the clarification because I was going to ask what what you max out at. Like, yeah. yeah. Because there's some basketball players, you know, you're okay. It's just the, the. the real ones that I'm like, how'd you get that tall? And then you're a ghost. Mm. Oof. Local tall ghosts in the area hate her. They do. <laughs> they do because I don't want them coming in. All right. We got one more story. And Matthew says, this one is my mom's. When she was about 15 or 16, her cousin Michael had cancer. Naturally, his appearance had gotten worse as the cancer got worse. Very thin, thinning hair, etc. He was maybe early 20s at the time. One night, while she slept, she saw him in her dream. She said that he looked to be in his 30s, so a little older, was healthy, with a head full of hair. I think she Hmm. said he only smiled at her, but he may have said something. 
She was woken up by my grandmother, and before she could say anything, my mom said, Michael died, didn't he? My grandma was shocked and said yes. He had visited my mom after he passed and appeared how he had always wanted, or maybe would have, had it not been for the cancer. I hope all of you enjoyed these stories and continue having an amazing and very entertaining show. Much respect, Matthew. We love you, Matthew. We love you. A lifetime of the paranormal. No wonder you're going on a haunted honeymoon. And his mom's story, uh, that pulled in my heartstrings. I know. Mm -hmm. Visitation dreams. Uh, Wow. They'll really get you right right where it hurts. Mm -hmm. Truly. Thank you, Matthew. uh, I got a long boy for us. We I love, love a long boy. It's not tall. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just feel like I need to clarify this because I love tall people. You know, it's just. Yeah, as long as they're I'm alive. I'm thinking of a slender man, tall. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. I know. Like me. No. My body. My and then physique. you're just. But really tall. Extremely tall. <laughs> like super stretched out. <laughs> yeah. That's. That's going to be a no. I w- those things always freak me out in the movies. Yeah. They are pretty popular. Huh? They are. They, they like to make some cameos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tall boys. Tall boys. So give us a long boy. Give us a long boy. All right. This long boy is from Amen, our bud Amen. Hey, ghoulies. It's been a minute and a half, hasn't it? I hope y'all are doing well. Like, actually well, not just to say it to reassure the people every episode. Mm. Either way, I'm always sending warm and positive vibes to everyone around me, especially my spooky fam. Aww, right I, back at you, Amen. For real. Right back at you. I've mentioned a couple times my college was hella haunted. Well, in theory, quarantining was going to give me time to get a little write-up together for you. So here it is, my magnum opus. <laughs> I know everyone who writes in feels required to apologize for how long our story is, but like, this is straight up an embarrassing number of words. And that's after editing out most, but not all, of my melodramatic bullshit. Amen, let me stop you right there. We love it. We love the melodrama, and it's never bullshit. Amen is also an excellent writer. Let me just give that that compliment. So... He said I could cut anything out of the story that I wanted, and I didn't. I didn't do that. So, because <laughs> it's poetry, Ha-ha. it's really good. <laughs> All right. We shall begin this long boy. Norwich University is a senior military college located in rural Vermont. And that's one of my favorite words to say because everyone says I say it really weird. You do, rural. rural. You're making me feel weird about it, too. Rural. Mundane. Rural. (laughs) It's a private school modeled after West Point, founded by corrupt yet visionary mad lad Alden Partridge after he was fired from there. Partridge, sorry. Students in the Corps of Cadets wear uniforms and have acting roles as if they were an army regiment. Basically, we cosplay as soldiers while we sleep through class in the back row since we woke up for PT at 4.45 a.m. The school was founded in 1819, and after Dartmouth students, probably, 
burned our campus down in the 1860s. Oh my gosh. Settled. Really? <laughs> Did this happen? Rumor has it. Oh. Rumor has it. Oh. Rivals. <laughs> uh, burned our campus down in the 1860s. Settled at its current location in location in Northfield. The oldest standing building, Alumni Hall, is from the 1910s-ish and is just one of many old spooky buildings on campus. Written records are slim or incomplete, so almost all the school histories is hearsay, and boy oh boy, do cadets love to hear and say rumors. (laughs) Rumors that the university infirmary served as the primary medical care for miles around, with the basement of Ainsworth Hall serving as the only surgery in central Vermont for decades. Rumors that during the Spanish flu, tents were set up on the upper parade ground, or up, essentially our quad, for those afflicted. Rumors of dozens student dozens of student deaths from illness, training accidents, and incidents more intentional. Rumors that not all these victims left campus. <laughs> as a sort of prologue to this story, my first time on the campus was as a senior year in high school. I was doing an overnight visit to discover what a horrendously bad choice committing to attending had been. As my host walked us back to his room in the basement of alumni, another cadet heckled him. Hey, Rue, you gonna warn them about the alumni ghosts? Come on, man. I'm supposed to convince these guys to give them school money, not scare them off. Rue, or is it Roe? I'm gonna say Rue. Turn to us. The only thing you need to know about the ghosts is that they don't care about scaring you. They just want to piss you off. Stuff goes missing when my room is locked and no one's in it. Then I find it on the center of my desk a few weeks later. It happens to all of us. Don't worry about it too much. It's not hard to understand why alumni has such a reputation. The most prolific campus folk tale is set in the basement. However, due to its disturbing and 1819 percent fabricated nature, I'm omitting it from this diatribe. If the people want to Google it, they can. I have a half-assed relative (laughs) who attended Norwich in the 50s. He said alumni was a dark, cold place to live, with narrow wood-paneled hallways that creaked eerily day and night. The place has been fixed up, but still hasn't shaken its creepy vibes. Every freshman platoon has at least one room that reports hearing knocking, whispering, or disembodied voices. I know multiple people who reported coming back to a locked room to find it tornadoed with bunks wrecked and personal possessions spread across the floor. It was assumed to be a disgruntled roommate providing a key or a particularly ambitious member finding their way in through the window, but not everyone accepted that at face value. It also doesn't explain witnessing books or other heavy objects fall off the shelves, often with enough force to go flying across the room. In fact, occurrences like that are common in most of the barracks. However, reports of cadets awakening in the middle of the night with sleep paralysis-like symptoms or seeing large black masses by their windows are pretty much centered around the old building. The haunts stayed with us even after we left campus. A classmate told me his story unsolicited while we were both on some R&R in lovely San Antonio. 
As freshmen, he and a friend were returning to barracks after a late night studying at the library. They were walking up the tall hill from the library to the up and were passing the side entrance of another barracks. As they passed the doorway, a cold blast of wind rushed into their faces, which was strange because it was a warm night and normally the wind didn't totally ruin your day until you've crested the hill. Then the barracks door, a heavy commercial fire door, violently blew open, pushing into the wind. Without any communication, both broke into a dead sprint and didn't stop until they locked themselves in their rooms. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Nobody is quite sure who the spirits in Chaplain Hall were in life. However, the eerie residents of the former library are reportedly avid readers. Legend has it that during opening, the librarians would find a book open at a particular table that had been cleared before the building was locked the previous night. Every morning, this same book would be open to a few pages further on, tracking the spirit's progress. Whoa. <laughs> My lord, is it a chapter book? I have to wonder. I have to. <laughs> People also claim seeing a large, brooding figure in one of the windows at night, wearing an old, formal uniform. Some claim it's Alonzo Jackman, a celebrated alumnus who died in uniform looking at the campus through a window at his home. In the mid-70s, a fire struck the building. As the cadet fire brigade arrived on scene, they reported seeing a tall man in the thick of a blaze, swatting at the flames with an overcoat. Swatting. <laughs> this specter was suggested to be Captain Partridge himself, brought back to protect his beloved campus. That's sweet of him, if that's... Sweet if true. <laughs> sweet if true. <laughs> Rebuilt over the foundation of the first building on the Northfield campus, Jackman Hall is the main administration building. It also houses the guard shack for the overnight cadet guard duty, and apparently more spirits. As a junior, I was assigned to S2, the headquarters section that oversaw guard mount and handled all their reports. I'd read the logs every morning to have the first scoop on any good gossip from the night before. Love gossip. <laughs> you know it. Every few weeks, there would be reports of incessant baning. Baning. <laughs> Guys, it's, it's 11 p.m. for me up here. <laughs> Sorry, Eamon. Every few weeks, there would be reports of incessant banging from upstairs that would pause when investigated and resume on the guard's return. I had personally experienced this previous year when I had guard duty. The officer who was with me was beyond freaked out and threatened to leave the guard shack more than once. My offers to take leftover donuts to appease the intruder were not met with a sense of humor. And soon I was just as on edge as the crashing from upstairs intensified for about an hour. We never abandoned our post, but we were so freaked out that we both refused to be left alone and even had to escort each other to the bathroom. It's always a good idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The buddy system. Yeah. Pat, the S2 OIC, officer in charge, I'm guessing, <laughs> and my boss, was a good guy and did a lot to protect us from the commandment staff. In his thick Boston accent, oh God, 
<laughs> I see what's coming. He'd tell you about all the strange things he'd seen around campus. He did a guard shift once every other week. He made good money covering for people and even claimed to enjoy doing it. His favorite haunt was the university chapel, yet another supposedly active building. I like just sitting there in the dock, he'd say. Yeah, it's just uh, playing tricks on you. You see shadow figures running up and down the aisles like they're chasing after you or something. I mean, not that I think it's real or anything, just kind of fun stuff, you know? No, Pat, I don't, I don't know. Are you okay, dude? <laughs> that was Eamon. That was not my commentary, by the way. <laughs> yeah, he, did, he put it in Boston accent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This isn't strictly ghostly, but definitely paranormal and something I've never forgotten. I'm an EMT and volunteered with the town ambulance service, sitting on call Sunday nights with another student and a veteran crew chief. We had a particularly busy night and finally returned to campus just before getting off duty at midnight. I'll see you at 11.58, I said with a wry smile as I dropped my partner off at our barracks. The UP, or the UP? I, I gotta go to military school. The UP is beautiful late at night, and I would often pause there after returning from a call to reflect and decompress. Tonight, though, I was exhausted and went to put my ass right into bed. As I reached the door, however, I stopped and stared at it, unable to go inside. A powerful sense of dread filled me. In the image of a single car accident and the word DUI entered my mind. I tried to dismiss how unlikely that would be to have happened in that moment. But as I reached for the handle, my radio went off. A drunk driver had picked a fight with a telephone pole. (laughs) He was fine, by the way. Well, uninjured, at least. Don't drink and drive, kiddos. (laughs) As I sprinted back to my car, I checked my watch. 11.56 p.m. I was only off by two minutes. Weird. Has that ever happened to you before, Eamon? I mean... Aside from other stories you've told us, I'm curious. Yeah, I need to know. I feel mm-hmm. like you've got a sense for things like that. I've got a sense. Mm-hmm. You're tapping into something. You something. know, the humans have more than six fingers. <laughs> it's five senses, but there's six, and there's more than that. Did you know? There's so mm-hmm. many. Mm hmm. The sixth sense is your ghost sense. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We okay. saw the I movie. Just wanted, I just wanted to get straight with everybody. We saw the film. <laughs> There's Emily. more than six senses. Okay. We saw okay. the black noir. Thank God. Okay. This is the last one, I swear. Also the best. And yes, I did put it at the end, so you'd have to read the rest of my bullshit first. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Connor was a big train guy. I can't emphasize this enough. This dude is really, really into trains. (laughs) Luckily for Connor, a major freight line runs through campus and he got permission to stand by the rails to do whatever train guys do in their natural habitat. (laughs) (laughs) One night, as Connor marched down the path to the tracks, he saw someone in an old version of our dress uniform standing by the corner of the field house. Being a good recruit, he sounded off with the appropriate greeting. The stranger remained silent and turned around the corner of the building. As Connor turned around the corner not ten seconds later, the figure was nowhere to be found. 
Now, the field house is a couple hundred feet long. To Connor's left, nothing but empty fields, and to his right, just the flat wall of the building, with nothing to hide in or behind. Connor was not known for being easily rattled or prone to inventing stories, yet minutes later he was found in barracks by his platoon surgeon, Pale, as well, the ghost he babbled incoherently about. Me. <laughs> Alyssa. <laughs> well... That's it, the shorter version, at least. I'll admit, nothing is over-the-top haunted. Our real-life experiences are just a degree or 12 left of normal. But that's Norwich for you. The place is so far removed from reality that weird things happen around you daily, and you just have to take it in stride. That probably explains how we can keep playing along, even when the ghosties come for us. Writing this out really helped me start to process what a wild life experience those four years were, for better or worse, the hallowed halls left an indelible mark on me. I guess only future generations will know what mark my spirit will leave on them in return. As always, stay safe and stay spookier. Amen. Wow. We love it. Damn. I'm going to drive up to Vermont this weekend. There she goes. That was a beautiful story. Beautiful. I got to learn all the military speak. It makes me feel like when I'm I'm with Steve's uh, family, who mm-hmm. are uh, in in similar a similar line <laughs> of work, and they're all like all of these acronyms, and I'm like, "Hello, loop a bitch in." <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I work mm-hmm. in fashion tech. Help maybe me. <laughs> maybe there's a book for that. You know, maybe, but at the same Probably. time, like if I were to sit and talk to them about what I do, they would think I was speaking a foreign language, also. So, you're right, true, it's true, true, it's what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> it is what it you is. You guys know what a line and midis are, or no, you know, oh, like yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I yeah, get you. okay, midis, midi drugs, dank nugs. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll learn. We will. we will. Okay, I have a I have a story to finish us off tonight. Do and it. you guys? You guys, our friend Randy came through for me. Randy, Randy woo! came through with yes. the UFO story. <gasps> oh my god, we have been waiting for this. I've been waiting my whole life, Randy. I've been waiting my whole life, and we're here tonight. Okay, let's do it. Randy said, hello again. I promised a UFO story, so here's what I saw. I've always believed in UFOs. I even ran the SETI at-home program for years looking for ET. To quote Dr. Ellie Arroway, the universe is a pretty big place. If it's just us, seems like an awful waste of space. That's (laughs) a great quote. I love it. And it rhymes. It does. Even with all that, he Randy had never seen one. At least not until a trip to Atlantic Beach five years ago. Yeah. I remember the dates because it was also the dates of the Grateful Dead Fare Thee Well shows. I was thrilled on the drive down. Everyone else, not so much. <laughs> we went to the beach for the July 4th weekend. I'm not much for getting out in the sun because I burn easily, but I'll go out and watch the sunrise and walk on the beach and go back out after dinner. Let me add, mm-hmm. 
that the vacation just means I cook in a different kitchen, but I get to use fresh seafood, so it's fine with me. <laughs> of that. Being as it was July 4th, there was a firework display that night. So we went out on the pier to watch. Beautiful spot, Randy. Perfect location. Fortunately, I had my phone and decided to take some pictures. I took a few pictures of the fireworks, and when I looked to see if they were any good, I noticed something. Now, I would think that during a firework display, this would be a bad time for an aircraft to be flying around. But in the top left corner of my picture was a red light. I took more pictures and it was still there, except now it was directly over the fireworks. Okay, you guys, and I'm pretty sure we have these pictures, right, Alyssa? Yep, we've got these pictures. We'll post them on the Uh, gram. Can't wait. Yes. Randy goes on. Then it moved quickly from over the fireworks to a spot to my left over the ocean. And when I say quickly, I mean one second. It was over the fireworks, and then next it was over the water. I don't know if anything can move that as fast as it did. I took a few more pictures, and in one last one, I caught it as it changed from all red to red and yellow and then green like a stoplight as it sped off and disappeared. Wow. Big nope. Nope. I got home, did some research. research. These same lights have been seen over the coast of Virginia and North and South Carolina since the 1940s. I've also seen these lights over Myrtle Beach, but there were helicopters flying at the same time, so it could have just been one of those. I'm afraid that's all the stories I have. If you want more, I can always take down Great Granny's picture again and toss it in the drawer. That should liven things up. Oh, (laughs) what does this mean? I forgot about the bowl of hot sauce that flew off the shelf and smashed in the middle of the floor, though. Maybe not. Randy. Randy. Randy, Randy, I think you have some stories to tell. No, Randy shared a story a while back about... Oh, the picture. Okay, I get it. The great-grandma picture. I get you now. Okay. Yeah. And she's out here smashing hot sauce, which is... That's not okay. That's a waste of good stuff. You're right. Okay? Mm -hmm. You're right. But here, I do want to say, Randy, my father, first off, he needs to come on the podcast and tell the story to everybody, but he saw... What he said it was a UFO when he was 16, and it was what you what you said. It was a red light that was darting back and forth in the sky, which is crazy. He's going to have to tell yeah, us about it. He's going to have to tell us about it. And when he was 16, that was like, what, like 1960s? So, like, what was that? 70s. Yeah. You know? Crazy what stuff. What was it, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know the pictures. I will definitely share them, but yeah, you can like see the color progression in the photos. It's really bizarre. Ugh, I cannot weird. wait to check them out. Yeah, and Doctor Ellie Arroway is right. There's no way we're the only ones out here. There's no, no way we're the way. smartest ones out no here. No freaking way. So y'all watch mm-hmm. your money. Yeah, and watch your honey, because they out here. They. Out here. Uh-huh. I don't know. I've I've heard some things from people who know some things based on their line of work. And uh, we are we're not the we're not the only ones. 
for sure. That's for sure. So she said it here first, you guys. I, I have it on good authority. I can't tell you who told me, but uh, uh, let's just say <laughs> I trust him a little bit. So, wow. What a good batch of stories from three of our favorite guys. Yeah. We love it. I mean, how how much better could it get? How fortunate are we? We're hashtag blessed, as the kids say. Mm-hmm. Well, this was beautiful. Thank you to Randy and Amon and Matthew for your stories. Anyone else out there who has a story, you can send it to us at thegoldenghoulspodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to share it. Yes, yes we, we would. love it. And until next time, stay spooky. Ooh. 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 Long boy. <laughs> <laughs>